Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I'm glad to get back. I was gone for a few days, and it's good to get back. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful that, Lord, how you how you bless us, Lord, is Brett and Ernie and I were praying, Lord, we're so excited and thankful for this building we're getting ready to move into and how it's just a miracle what you've done for us. So, Lord, as we look to your word today, whether it's people watching or people here, let them know whatever they're facing, Lord, that um, you can do the same miracle in their life. So, we thank you. We praise you for your word is true and living, and we're so grateful that we know that if we open and we believe and trust that you will change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, I want to start on a new series on uh, what we're going to look at is influencers. If you, you probably hear that today on, in regards to social media. In social media, um, there's so much as far as they're called, actually called influencers. So as we look at the, the next few weeks on this, I, I want us to really focus in on our own personal life, you and me. Who, us, who, influencer, who influences you? Who influences me? And I don't think that we think about that enough because if we would, it would so change the way that we look at things. And... You know, I, I got a, a new perspective on the way that I look at things is I, I kind of grew up on an airplane with my dad being a pilot and we flew so many different places where he preached to the mission field and so forth and, and then commercial flying. And I hadn't flown and I actually I hadn't gone on vacation or anything. Uh, the, our leadership team's gotten on me or anything, but it's been four years since I've gone anywhere. So I, this worked out to where my son was traveling and we could meet in Houston. So we went, I went down there for four days. And uh, <laughs> I get to the airport and this is like all new to me now because I, again, I have not gone in four years. So all of you that are like travel like that, so you know, everything's automated now. I mean, everything, I, I was, the, everything was running late on my way back, so I went to the one place to order a pizza, and I didn't even know how to order a pizza at the, this little kiosk place, like, well, just go in that little code thing, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, where are my kids, where are my kids at to help me, I don't know what I'm doing, so I finally went to the lady, and I said, can you help me, I just, do you just have a little piece or one piece, yeah, you can get a kid's pizza, can you do, can you help me, can you just do it for me, you know, and it's just, everything is so changed to where, you know, it just clicked to me again, uh, where we're at in our society, and how it's going to move in to the end times, in this tribulation period, how everything will be well, you won't be able to do anything without being watched. We're almost already there. And um, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing, so I wanted to go visit this gym down in Houston. It's supposed to be the largest gym in the United States. So I wanted to go there. It worked out great. Stephan and I could meet there. And uh, we worked out 
like three days in a row. We were only there four days. So anyways, it worked out great. And I noticed something, though, and it dawned on me, like, like where I'm at in life. That <laughs> So we're working out the first day. We work out the second day, third day. And this, this is a huge gym, so there's a lot of people there, guys, girls, whatever, working out. And I realized after the third day that, that we were there, like, I was the oldest person working out every day. <laughs> Now, I knew you were going to laugh. It's not funny. <laughs> but it really kind of depressed me a little bit. I realized the third day that we were there, by, and I'm going, I'm looking at like by 20 years. I'm like, wow, what has happened? What has happened? We're, you know, everything is changing so fast. And... What I'm getting at, look, is, it, is we live in this world that we can't quite keep up with. Uh, there are things and people that influence you. And I, I know without a doubt, if we don't realize that, it's, it's going to cause problems. In, influence. What is an influencer? An influencer is someone who affects your behavior, good or bad. That's, that's an influencer in your life. And God's word speaks to that in so many ways. And, and we want to look in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed. Isn't that interesting how the whole book of Psalms starts with that one word? Blessed. You and I are blessed if we really see who we hang around with. That's what, that's what he's telling us right there. We are blessed by how? Is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Another example. Or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit. Notice what it says now. In its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And this is for you and I today. Whatever he does shall prosper. It depends on who you're It's actually showing us who you're with. Who do you decide to be with or not be with? You know, growing up, your mom or dad ever tell you like, you know, so-and-so that you're hanging around with, I don't think they're a good influence on you. You know, we all heard that, right? What God is telling us there that we are blessed when you actually take the, the focus in on who that you're around. There have been studies that as you and I get older, there's basically four or five people that you actually have, and we're going to talk about this more about family and friends in the, in the week to come and then, and then another week after that, but there's basically four or five people that maybe from high school or 
that you worked with or, or a family member that you are close enough with that, that those people over a period of time, <clears throat> those four or five people really affect your decision making. Now, what the Lord is saying here, those are people can be either good or bad. That's what God is telling us here. Who in your life do you know <clears throat> that if you, that, and again, these studies have shown us if you have four or five people that are in your circle of that group that you make a decision with, one can be, if you can say this in this way, one can be ungodly. One can be to where, you know, they're not doing too good, okay? Because you have the other four that are going to make it and pull the decision in the right way. But if you have enough people in your life, careful now, enough people in your life that outweighs that, God is telling us you will make the wrong decision. It, it, it's unbelievable to think that whether it's social media or whether it's our, our friends, the impact that we don't think enough that they really have on your life. And God is telling us today, if we circle, if we have around us those that are close, when adversity hits or temptation comes, those people will hold you up. God says you're going to be blessed if you don't take the time to stop, listen, and hang around those people. Because all they're going to do is to bring you down. We don't think about this enough, about how that we have to know that we're actually going to be blessed if we actually know who, think about it. As I'm saying is say, who are the four or five people that truly affect your decision making? Are they godly people? Are they coming at you in such a way that they're going to influence you to make the right decision? It's so important and the time that we're living in, because I don't, I don't want to say this, I don't like to say this, but we have become more and more of a minority as believers. That's what's so important, what we're going to get at in just a minute about church. But I want you to know that if you have those people around you, and you know who they are, I'm here to tell you, you don't want to hear this, but I'm here to tell you, you need to cut them. You don't like that. But I'm here to tell you, no matter how close they are or what, because, again, they're going to affect, they're going to influence your decision-making. And if you have enough of what comes off of social media and all these other things, and you have enough people around you that you care about, they're going to bring you down. And God is telling you, he's telling us, which is so important as we start this series, that you will be blessed. And you know what else he says? When you have those four people or whoever they are in your life that you actually rely on to help you make decisions, you know what the Lord says? It's just so important about believers in your life. They will let you see your situation because you're too subjective in it. They will look at it from an objective standpoint and they will give you an honest look at what you're going through. And if you're really willing to believe them, God gives you a promise. Not only are you blessed, but he's telling you and me today, 
whatever, because you're willing to listen to godly counsel. Remember, bad company corrupts good, good morals, good behavior, right? You know what it says before that? People always quote that, but they don't get the first three words before that. Don't be deceived. Those are the words before that scripture. You and I will be deceived by the temptations of the world through what they're telling us, and we won't prosper. I'm actually giving you a promise today, showing you in God's word. When you and I are influenced by the people are willing to tell us the truth. You know, I can look at Pastor Ernie back there or Ed and Jeanine Gabbard or Ed I've known a long time that I have sought for counsel over the years because I know they're going to give me an honest look at what I'm getting the right decision with. Do you have those people in your life? You really need to lean on because God says in this day that we're living in, it's so confusing on what everything that we're seeing in here. How do we make this decision on, on what I need to make that could change my life? And I have, you have those people that you go to because they're going to give you, and God gives you, listen, God gives you a promise, me a promise that if you're willing to listen to that godly influence, he says, you will prosper in this life. There's no coincidence that he's put those people in your life. Think about that. Those people that are in your life that are godly people that hopefully maybe you've known for years, they're in your life for a reason, not because you just grew up with them or they're your friend. They're in your life for a reason to help you fight these battles that we fight in this life. We're here for each other. And, and, and man, it's, it's getting more difficult, isn't it? By what we're seeing. So what does God tell us? We know that we're, this is going to happen. And I, I want to encourage you today to think about who those people are. And I want you to rely on them more. Because the Lord tells us, he gives us specific instructions in the very first verses of the book of Psalm. We will be blessed if we don't listen to the ungodly, if we don't stand and listen, if we don't sit and spend time with them. I was so disappointed, I won't tell you who it was, but a, a certain person, uh, how can I keep this more generic, in, in, in our government leadership, that I, I found out in an immoral situation that, that they're involved with. And it was really disappointing to me because in many ways they have done a, a great service and leadership. But because of what they're doing where they're at, it has tainted their decision-making. See, you and I don't realize what you might be getting ready to do, you better call those people you better listen to what they're telling you because the pull of this world is so strong that we so think that we're right on what we're about to do. We've got to have somebody help us look at this situation and have those people that are godly. It, it might be your, hopefully your wife or your husband. They're going to tell you things that, you know, 
<laughs> husbands, we think many ways we've got our act together, right? You know, everything, you know, we know, we know what we're doing. And then all of a sudden your wife says, well, I don't think you do know what you're doing. <laughs> and here's what, you can't believe that, right? What is she saying? How does she, well, I think she lives with you. She knows you better than anybody. Are they trying to hurt you? No. They're trying to help you to be better. That's all the Lord is telling us today. First of all, we'll look at the second verse is I want you to be aware of who they are in your life because they're so important. Let's look at the second verse we'll close with. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another, it's talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. A couple things. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. Hey, you, you're on the right path. I, I want you to know what you're holding on through. Grab it. That's what it says. Hold on to it tight because you have truth. What you have, this world does not have that's being lied to from every angle. You can see and with those people that are around you and they help you, you can make that right decision. First of all, as a believer in Christ, you have that same spirit as they do, what God has given us. We hold on in this world that we're living to, we hold on tight to what we believe. That's what God is telling us there. Don't question it. It says without wavering. You have faced, probably many of you had faced adversity this year that you maybe didn't realize what you were going to face. What have you relied on? The good Lord and your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you've held tight. And when you do that, we go back to what it says, and he says in Psalms, you will be blessed. No matter how difficult it's been, you will prosper. Continues. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You know, it goes on talking about church. It's talking about it, it, this verses go together. You know, every one of you are so busy, right? You're really busy. I feel so responsible. I do. Our pastors do. When we get in this pulpit, if we can say, and bring to you what's going on in many ways in the world, spiritually, 
worldly, politically, different nations, Israel, all these things. Why? You're so busy. It's our responsibility to bring to you what is happening so you can see where we are in this world and make those decisions. Now, what happens in that? What, what's some of the catalysts about that? You're here today. You're so busy, right? You see people today, God's set it up that you might not see any other time. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, can we pray about that? Let me give you a hug. What's happening? Hey, I just want you to know I'm praying for you about that. I didn't know that was, hey, I'll be there. That's what this is about. It's to stir up. It's to keep it going. God has this not just, okay, it's Sunday. We're going to go to church. No, focus on it's because not only do we worship, which was great worship today, but not only do you hear the preaching, but you look around and you understand there's other believers here to stir up in you what you believe, what you know is true and real. They will influence you in such a way in just maybe as we look at the clock or whatever you watch, in just an hour you will get what you need that will help you, that will influence you in the workplace that you're working with because it's difficult. Or your kids and where they're at in their schooling. What God is telling us today, how important it is. That's why I get so frustrated. You hear me all the time do this. You can drive by. I remember I, had a, I was out of town. I had to get back for a funeral, and it was on a Sunday morning. I flew in early, and I couldn't get to church, but I had a funeral that afternoon. And from Cleveland Airport, how many, it was in the summer, how many ball fields I saw open with kids playing soccer and Little League baseball all the way from Cleveland down to Akron. I couldn't believe it. Is there anything wrong with that? No. There's nothing wrong with kids playing baseball or Little League. And you've heard me say before, if they've got a tournament that's on the weekend, I get that. I'm not legalistic. Once or twice you have that. But when we choose as a society in the United States of America to replace what God has set up what this nation was founded on to worship on Sunday and replace it with something so much less meaningful, are we not surprised where our young people are today because of what we have chosen to do? When we get together, there's a stirring up that happens that you're willing to listen not only to what's going on here, but the other people that you see that you don't see any other time. It's amazing to me how God did that. Because we're just, we are, we're just so busy and, and there's nothing wrong or right about it. I'm just saying this is where we are. But you need what you need. We need each other is what I'm getting at. Why, why do we need each other? Because you are living in the end of the end. Get that? We are, we are here. And as we live at the end of the end, the, the Bible of God's word, which is true and real, tells us in the book of Revelation, the yeah. devil is working overtime because he knows his time is short. That's right. That's right. Yes. So, it's so important to know and what you've done to start your week out. 
to see each other, be with each other. Pray right here, right now. What does the Lord say with and we're going to close as we start this new series? As God's people, as we are influenced by each other and what happens on Sunday, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Notice what he says. As is the manner of some. What does it say in the Bible, God's word? As we get close to the end, there'll be a falling away. They'll believe doctrines of demons. So they'll believe everything in the world but what we do and what we worship and who we worship on Sunday. Anything will go, whatever you want to do. But God, as the manner of some is today, this is what we're living in. But he, he tells us just the opposite. Not, it, it, it's a command, don't do it. He's saying, be here. You know, I've seen so many times, because of the age that I'm at, I'm kidding at, I guess, that I knew young people as young people now that they're older and they, and they chose as I knew and they, they let their young people kind of just do whatever they wanted to, their kids, and they didn't decide not to make church a priority in their life. So now all of a sudden the kids are 16 and 17, and, uh, hey, we're not around them all the time, right? Who are they influenced by? Has your influence been so deep in their life that they're around not only the right kind of kids that maybe they grew up with a church or maybe had the right, different, right kind of values, but here's the key. Who they have been influenced by will help them listen clearly to me when they're in the back seat of the car. Get it? Or if they're all out drinking, what they will do. I'm telling you, please listen to me. It is so important. If you have little ones, if you have little ones, do they know to be in God's place on Sunday? Because they will be influenced. You ever think about that? By hundreds of people. Some of them they don't even know. But they know that everybody is here to worship Jesus and to know that they're on the right path. And there's something joyful about that. And they experience that, that they don't get any other way. Let me close with this. We are close. You know, in a few months, you know, our church, by the time, you know, hopefully soon we'll be in our new place. We're all excited about that our church will be 10 years old. I really wonder, I really do as I close the day. God's word says we don't know. Only our Father in heaven knows the time or the hour when he's coming back in the rapture. Will we, 10 years now, will, that we've been as, will be here just as long, another 10 years? I don't think so. What should that do then? That should put a fire in us to know that, first of all, the problems that you face aren't as big as what you think. The Lord has come back. The people that you love, that you've lost the last couple years, you're going to see them sooner than what you think. And to know that, man, I can fight this battle, and I know I can get through this because the Lord's coming back, and I've got to stay so focused. How am I going to do that? By other people, they're going to hold me up when I can't hold myself up.
When I walked out of the hospital room and I knew my brother was getting ready to die within 10 minutes and I wanted his sons to be with him and I told my daughter, my one son was there, I said, we need to let have the boys with their dad. And I walked out and I didn't have it together. And my son held me on one arm and my daughter held me on the other arm. That's what we have. Let me close with this. Stephan and I were in Whole Foods, went there a couple times. It was close to the hotel that we were staying. We walked to the checkout counter. And uh, you could pay three ways. You pay with cash, you pay with your credit card, and it said if you wanted to pay with the palm of your hand. That's what it said. Right in Houston, Texas, right there. not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as so much more as we see the day approaching. And we need each other. You need to influence a person next to you. That person next to you needs to hold you up. And we need each other so much more because we're getting close. Hey, it's an exciting time. Don't get me wrong. But it's also a time that we've got a lot of work to do. There's people that we love that need Jesus. And the influence that we can have on them. And in turn, as I close, as I said this whole message, recognize who holds you up today and get close to them as we see this day approaching because the battles will be fierce. Joshua And Caleb went to the promised land with the other 10 spies. They went. The other 10 said, hey, this doesn't look good as they reported back to Moses. I I don't think we can do this. All 10. But Joshua and Caleb grew up together. They fought battles together. They knew each other's family. They loved and worshiped God Almighty and knew who he was. And as they went in and as they walked back, they fed off of each other. And they said to each other, this is nothing to the God that we serve that we can overtake the giants in the promised land. How could they do that? Not by themselves, Joshua here, Caleb here. They fed off of each other. And both of them said, yes, Joshua, we can do this. Remember what God did here? Remember what he did here? And Caleb said the same thing. And they fed off of each other. And what did God do? They were the only ones and the young people that went into what? The land that God already had promised to them. I want you to know today, God has promised you an unbelievable life. And maybe, just maybe, you're doubting that. So will you be influenced by those that love Jesus like you do? And they'll hold you up. And you'll win those battles. And God's got something great in store for you. Let's pray.
As our heads are bowed today, you know, uh, I, I don't know what you're going through. We've had a lot of heartache in our church family the last couple weeks. A lot of hurt, a lot of, a lot of illness, a lot of death. And uh, I don't know what people do that don't have Jesus and their brothers and sisters to rely on. So I want you to know today, if you're watching out there, you're all alone. You say, Dallas, I don't even have anybody right now. Maybe you've gone through a divorce, maybe family doesn't live where you do. You know what? I just want you to know that Jesus will be your heavenly father, will be your friend, and will never leave you or forsake you. And all you have to do is, is believe and trust. You say, Dallas, what do you mean? To believe, if you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die for you, and me and all of the world. You feel that in your heart. He's knocking on the door of your heart. And if you're willing to pray with me, because God says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. doesn't matter what you've done. No matter what the devil's trying to tell you right now, who you are, what you've done. You can pray to Jesus and have a new life and forgiveness of sin. So I want you to pray with me. Pray this sinner's prayer and trust Jesus as your Savior right now. Pray, dear Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. You came into this world and lived a perfect life. And you shed your blood on the cross of Calvary, your perfect blood sinless life for me. Jesus, you took my sin. Thank you. And so right now, I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for your gift, for saving me. And from this day forward, Help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for this environment or whatever I can say that we call church. We gather to worship, to praise you, to see people accept you as their Savior, to be encouraged. So, Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, as we close this service out today, Lord, maybe you just step out, friend, bring a friend or walk down here and I'll open up your word and I'll pray that same prayer with them that I did over the airways. Thank you, Jesus. We ask it in your name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, 
the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.